Welcome to Pub Indie. I'm Ann R. Bailey. And I'm Tammy Cavanaugh. Today we're going to give some updates, talk about character creation, and discuss how we've done it in the past, and what problems we've run into. So grab a drink, sit back, and let's chat. We are also joined by our co-host, Azriel today. <laughs> yeah, that would be my cat. <laughs> she wants to be fed. So what have you been up to, Tammy? I've been working on um, drafting the first draft of the second book of this series I'm working on. I'm letting the first book sit for a bit, and I'm going to come back to it and go through on another edit. And I plan on letting people read it one more time before I send it off to an editor. That's cool. I'm almost at the tail end of my fantasy novel, and I have so much to do, and I don't want to do it. So let's get on with this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to talk about it, I take it. No, I don't. (laughs) Okay. Very dramatic. No, no, no. I'm kidding. I am really excited about it. I think some things near the end have taken a turn I didn't expect them to. That's what was exciting. Payoff. I love it. And Mm -hmm. I managed to do it kind of accidentally. But now I have to, like, when I go back to edit, and I have to make sure that the narrative is very tight. Right. (laughs) Which I also hate doing. Can't someone read my mind and do it for me? That is the dream. One day. <laughs> Maybe that's why my book is about mind readers. <laughs> it's just all a fantasy dream. Yeah. But one of the things I've really had to think about with this book has actually been characters and the types of characters I like. And I've realized that I've changed a lot as a youngster. <laughs> I really like my Legolas type characters, that perfect, beautiful, young looking, can do no wrong person. And now I'm more of an Aragon, flawed, human, (laughs) 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 multidimensional. No offense to Legolas. Has a life outside of adventuring, (laughs) a love interest, (laughs) country. Yeah, Yeah, no. Yeah, I totally get that. When it comes to character, definitely grown since I was... I've definitely been into um, creating characters since I was younger. And I'd say when I was younger, these characters came to be in my head as like... Well, first it was a self-insert. We all do that, Mm -hmm. right? Um, I wrote a (laughs) self-insert without even realizing I was doing it, (laughs) uh, which is normal, I guess. But I reread it um, maybe like... A year later, and she looked just like me, and um, didn't even realize it. Well, I mean, you know yourself the best, right? Yes, it's true. It's true. Now imagine you take away all your flaws and, like, you know, just a little. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. That's what I did, right? You take away all your flaws and you make yourself look the best that you could possibly look and be the like coolest you could possibly be. Big issue back then, I'd come up with characters and I'd just like begin a story introducing <laughs> the character and there'd be like pages of description and it would go nowhere because, mm. you know, I didn't have an actual idea for the story. Eventually that like transformed into um, just having images in my brain of like maybe a dream. I had a dream. So I'd I'd write a short story about this dream mm-hmm. um, or I would have just this flash of inspiration I tried to come up with an idea of this, and it was originally, like, comic book ideas, you know, like, in frames in my head. And then eventually I was just like, well, I'm not a good enough artist for this. So I went back to writing more, and I just repeatedly tried to flesh out what this narrative was about. And then I kind of just, 
you know, I graduated from my master's program and got a job. Basically what happened. Life. Yeah, life. Destroys everything creative. (laughs) So my favorite kind of character to write now. No, scratch that. So nowadays, I'm really into... Let's look at media I'm into, right? So Dragon Age. I started playing it finally. I've been wanting to play it since it came out. And... I thought I was going to do the Cullen romance. If anyone knows about this game, there's like romanceable characters. Amazing. <laughs> and I thought I was going to go with Cullen. But then I had a conversation with this character named Solas. And I was just like, damn, you're interesting. I like you. I think I'm going to go after you if I can. <laughs> I wasn't sure if I could actually romance this guy. So I was trying. Right. And he's like... He knows stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's the kind of character I'm interested in nowadays. I like characters who are powerful and know things, aren't necessarily right in their decisions, but, you know, flaws, right? That's important with a character. Yeah. I think that's what attracts me to characters more than anything, because you all, those jokes about Mary Sue's or the perfect character, and to some degree, they can be well-written, but now as an adult, I love those like gray area characters. Like they're not perfect. They're going to make mistakes and not just like, oh no, I accidentally ran into someone with a knife. No, it's like I purposely had to make a decision in that moment to kill him. And I have to now deal with the implications of that. And I find that kind of really interesting and character dynamics, their politics, what kind of things they support. Like, what are you willing to do as a character to meet your goals? Because some characters, oh, heck, they'll ram through everyone in their way. But others, no, they'll just, you know, go the, like, straight route. (laughs) (laughs) Which I also find boring now, but... There's something to be said for having those characters who are, like, the straight and narrow and, Mm -hmm. you know, lawful good, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) It's good to have a variety, right? Yes. Super important. I I, I really do prefer the flawed characters. I prefer the characters who... Of personalities don't have just like likes and dislikes assigned to them, but have like actual histories mm-hmm. that impact their decision making or impact their emotional reaction to things. And sometimes it's like they even want the same thing as another character, but their way of going about getting it is completely different. Oh my god, I love that! I yeah. love that so much. Where you have two people maybe after the same goal, but they have a completely different idea of what the right way to do that is. So that being said, what kind of characters do you like writing then? There's a little ticking clock in the background. I know. I know. Okay. So so I have two characters in the book I'm working on right now that's so far been point of view characters. Mm-hmm. And while I love writing um my main my main character, Kiro, she's got flaws. She's has a bit of snark in her mm-hmm. that comes out at interesting times. And I, I really enjoy writing her, but I love writing her younger brother, Damon. He's just so analytical and he comes at things from a very, uh, if I want this, then I need to do this perspective. But just because he thinks that's the best way to get what he wants doesn't mean that it is. Yeah. And he's, doesn't, he's young. Yeah. And doesn't mean he's thought of like, all the consequences that no. that might entail. Exactly. 
Yeah, I've <laughs> says a lot about me, but I've been really enjoying writing the quote villainous characters in my book and other books. Like I never played being the Disney princess. I always played being like Maleficent because that was really fun to me. <laughs> 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 so <laughs> there's that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually yeah. had this problem where. I was having so much fun writing my villain character that I didn't want to go back to my protagonist. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. (laughs) So that says a lot about me. (laughs) Oh, no. But yeah, um, this kind of gets me onto the next point. It's like writing yourself into a corner. So I've done that with my characters occasionally. Here's this perfect character who will never do anything bad. Super lawfully good. And then you're put into a situation and you're like, well, I don't know how to write this. Like, there's no way they could. This is where they would die. And I see where George R.R. Martin is coming from with killing off all his characters because that's where you would end up. I've written scenes where I loved it. I loved Mm -hmm. everything I was writing. And by partway through it or the end of writing it, I will look at it and be like, she would never do that. Mm. Scrapped. No. Yeah, that's another thing, right? It's like, no, actually, in this world, or not even the world, like the character itself, doesn't make sense for them to make that decision. Yeah. (laughs) Which is bringing realism to your character, not just, I need something to happen, so I'm going to make them do something. Right. Like, you want your characters to react to the situation. You have to build them in a way that they will react to a situation. I kind of have a perfect example for that with my current character that I'm working on. At the beginning of the book, she really hates studying. She's more of a physical person. But throughout the book, it kind of requires her to study, (laughs) to (laughs) like history. I personally love history. I try to write someone who doesn't like history, and apparently I can't do it. (laughs) It's not that I had to change the beginning of the book to suit my needs. It's actually that I had to create a more smoother transition. I can't just have her one paragraph saying how much she hates studying or reading about history she doesn't care to suddenly having her obsessing about details and going through documents because that does not make sense. Right, right. So that was kind of me writing myself into a corner a bit. Right. Because like, hmm, well, and I think that is one of her flaws. She doesn't care about what happened in the past. She doesn't think it matters. And this book kind of like teaches her, no, it might matter and you should pay attention. (laughs) (laughs) Don't disregard it. No, do not disregard the lessons of history. (laughs) I'm going to get that printed on the shirt. (laughs) I try to make sure that the people I'm writing about uh, make sense for the culture or the story that I'm trying to create. Um, Uh, for there's another story I wrote a while back. Uh, I didn't get very far in it. It was a NaNoWriMo project, and uh, I had a character who was in a fantasy made-up world, um, kind of steampunky, honestly. Like there were trains in it. I, I didn't play with the steampunk too much, but like there were trains, and there was like t- like basic technology mm-hmm. and stuff like that, right? And she was in a society where you kind of join a guild. Like that was, that's what you did to make a living. You joined a guild and you, and um, I wanted her to be a character that was kind of brash, um, confident, um, flirty. 
very different actually from any of the characters I had really written up until then. And I plan on going back to the story because I think it was pretty good. I just got lost in the weeds when I was writing it and had to stop. But yeah, she needed to be a certain kind of go-getter in order for the story to make sense, for the story to go forward in the way that I needed it to. Um, And she also had a brother who (laughs) was older and he was kind of not a member of society. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I used to really just... I wrote Mary Sue's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to be perfect, and I was going to write about perfect people until I realized that perfect people would be boring and nothing would ever go wrong. Exactly. Yeah, I distinctly remember, um, for example, but a lot of popular mass media at that time, I would just, like, take and be like, well, that's dumb. Why would she run down there, like, to the basement? Yeah. Why not run out the door? Why not jump out the window? (laughs) Yeah. Get out of that haunted house. (laughs) But then you wouldn't have a story. (laughs) So I came to that realization quick. When I do my writing and thinking of a story, I really think of a premise or even the world or whatever. In my fantasy, for example, I chose kind of a magic system, but also a general premise to go hand in hand and kind of explore that. And the characters came out of that. So I'm always scared of like sounding contrived like this plot happened because you know I made it happen right do you like what do you do to kind of avoid that do you have any like tips for me (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean I think you've probably got your own ways of working around that for me when you're writing for the first time just write it Don't worry about the details too much. Don't worry about things making sense. You're going to go back and you're going to make it make sense. So I had a lot of problems with Kiro where I needed her to be in a place, but it didn't make sense. How how do you get her there? Yeah. Why would would she she do that? Yeah. (laughs) As you know, you know exactly Uh what I'm talking about right now. I do know. And you just have to clarify what's at stake for this character, what their need and want is, and how they think is the best way to go about it. Now, that also plays into their knowledge base. Do they have the information they need in in order to make the right decisions? And that's where you get the whole, well, that was just stupid reaction. Because you haven't set up that this character is not knowledgeable. Yeah. This person does not have the information they need in order to make a smart decision in a situation. People who know what's going on don't make dumb decisions most of the time. They they know who not to trust. They know um, who's out to get them. Um, they know what people want from them. When you have a story, you need people to get in trouble. That's how the story moves forward. They have to make decisions, and sometimes they're good decisions. Like, you should have your characters making good decisions, because they're not idiots. They're uninformed. At least that's the goal. (laughs) Yes, that is the goal. Um, There should be some piece of information that they don't have to make the right choice, in my experience, anyway. Yeah, I have something similar to that. So I mentioned earlier how... I wrote my character into a corner, but then, and I did this twice. One was with her dislike of history, but another was with her disregard of another piece of society, which I won't spoil. And she was willfully ignorant about it. She comes to a realization of how her willful ignorance 
has led her to this trouble and how she needs to rectify that. Also, if she will rectify that, like that's a big Yes, just dilemma. because someone has a re- uh, realization, realization doesn't mean they're actually going to fix it. Yeah, and their bias colors how they do internalize the information they learn, even if they do go and learn something about it. So I kind of played with that and I thought that was really fun to play and consider with. Was just reminded of something else too. I kind of love when both the hero and the villain have like the same backstory and it's like you both could have gone the same path. You chose different paths. Yeah. Decisions. Decisions affect your life. What? Yes. (laughs) So yes, when it comes down to your character, really it comes down to the decisions you have them make, what kind of character they are. Um, You, whatever challenges or trials you put them through, Whatever, however they choose to deal with that is very much an indication of what kind of character they are. And um, the same trial that you put in front of one character could end up with results that are completely different from the same trial you put in front of another character. I find that fascinating. So this is kind of bringing us to the end of today's episode, but I hope you'll subscribe and join us next month for when we talk about author anxiety because we both need a therapy session. <laughs> And want to blab about it. Right? Right, Tammy? <laughs> sure. Let's just, like, open up our wounds and let everyone poke at them. <laughs> Fine. I'll just, I'll just be talking for an hour. Maybe more. <laughs> okay. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye.